For season four of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, we're going to be analyzing the representation of wealthy women in media. From characters like Sex in the City, Bridgerton, American Crime Story, The Impeachment Story, we are going to be getting into all kinds of interesting topics. My guests and I will first discuss what we believe to be true about women and money and how that has influenced our beliefs in adulthood. You will not want to miss this season. And now here's a little taste of what you'll be getting in season four. I think that my first actual impressions of what a wealthy woman was, was like from the 80s. So we're talking like big hair, like soap operas yeah. and you know, lots of affairs, ladies who lunch, you, you know, it wasn't until like designing women and Murphy Brown that I just saw like working, like people, women who work for their money and who yeah. really enjoy it and are like good at their job. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, I just, it's all about hairspray for wealthy women. Yeah. <laughs> I have like one voice with my father who is always kind of like people with a lot of money have no souls. Mm. Like that's, you know, he still kind of thinks that and there's, I'm always a bit conflicted, but like me personally, I don't think I was in a place at a young age to like understand that or really care. You know, mm. I was like, and such a visual person. I'm like, they're so pretty. They're, you know, and, and especially in the 80s, there was like very specific rich people things. Like, I feel like everybody in the 80s always had a French twist. Mm. I remember signifiers. I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, like fur coats, gold jewelry, mansions, mansion with a pool house, pool, um, like basically Ivanka Trump. Hillary, sure, you're gonna hate her. She's coming out unscathed. She's running for the New York Senate. She's gonna probably be okay because she has wealth and power. Yeah. Paula just needs a dime to get by and everyone's turned on her, especially now that they found out she's gonna post for Penthouse. I think I realized that wealth gaps existed. You know, like my third grade friend had an American Girl doll in the mm -hmm. bed and the wardrobe and the outfits and all the things so like i understood it but i also didn't have it felt more factual versus judgmental in a more subtle way i think like this movie just kind of reinforced that it's like not okay to be a frivolous vain woman mm. or as a woman it's not okay to be frivolous and concerned with your appearance because then you'll be not taken seriously mm. and won't be have the follow through to accomplish anything. I think the thing that's easy to forget about Charlotte's story on the surface is how short of a time that we as women have had options yeah. to vote, to have a bank account in mm -hmm. our own name and not our and our husband's and or father's um, own property. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, most of history, the option for your own upward mobility and that of your family was to marry up. 
financially. Yeah. Like that needed to be the goal to help you and your whole immediate family survive. Um, and sometimes like survive. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think- Little Women is the prime example because Meg, if Meg doesn't marry well, what does that mean for the rest of the family? Exactly. She's setting the precedent for everybody else. That was the voices of Libby Saylor, Natalie Katona, Carly Adams, and Deborah from It's My Screen Time 2, giving you a small taste of what we're going to see in Season 4, dropping October 12th.